me personally, I'm trying to like grow as a human being, you know, and I know if I keep doing the same thing over and over, you know, I'm not growing. Um, so, so I, I think there is value there, but if you do want to grow, uh, your business as entrepreneur, you have to reinvent yourself. You have to, you, you know, focus on many different things, wear different hats, decide. Like there are so many decisions and things that are happening all the time. Is you know, it's just mind blowing. You know, you have a business too. So, so I think definitely getting out of your comfort zone and you know getting out of the code and moving to marketing activities, hiring, recruitment, strategy, pricing, branding, million other things that they're there and potentially can make a bigger difference to what you're doing. Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce and WordPress Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Hostinger. Whether you are a small or large agency or a freelancer, they have you covered for managed WooCommerce hosting for your clients' projects. Tell you more about hosting her later in the show, but it's time for another Friday show. And keeping to our tradition, this time I'm joined by a guest co-host who brings something they have on their mind. Now, I'm not going to spoil who that guest co-host is or the topic with the teaser. So instead, let's get right into it. Hey, Boba, how you doing today? Hey, Bob, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. I know you have something on your mind. We're going to talk about it. But before we do that, for those people that don't know who you are, just give us a little bit of background on what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Volvo Feldman. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO at Freemius. Uh, we provide a platform that help software makers to sell, distribute, and market their products online. So we take care of the payments, subscriptions, licenses, software updates, uh, affiliate platform, basically from the uh, lower level to the top level of the entire commercial stack. So you give those product builders a little less anxiety because you're handling all that stuff that they may not want to do. Absolutely. Uh, it's not only may, you know, we, we want to enable them to focus on what is their product, basically. And their product is not the e-commerce part of things. It's, you know, the, the piece of software or the SaaS that they're building, the plugin, the theme. That's their customers. They know how to uh, build features. They know, you know, let them focus on marketing their products. Let them focus on supporting their uh, customers basically focus on you know what matters most for their business and what they can also where they can also provide more value right now i know you have something on your mind in fact you told me you always have many things on your mind and i'm the same way sometimes i have to narrow it down but 
let's kind of poke at what you were think, what you're thinking about, and you know, we'll both kind of dive into it a bit. So, so what's on your mind? Yeah, sure. So, I'll start with a, with a little intro. You know, so <laughs> Bob, when you invited me to the show, <laughs> you pretty much sent me this, uh, you know, uh, uh, one document explainer where I need to pick up the topic. So I thought about a bunch of topics, and I think one that is probably more interesting and something that I'm dealing more than with others, including being on this show right now, is the fact that when you, as an entrepreneur, when you're getting into business, you have to get out of your comfort zone all the time if you want to grow, because that's the way to grow. If you keep doing things that you've you, you already done before, you can you know, improve your craft chip, but it won't move you to the next version of yourself, of your business, of whatever. So I think comfort zone or getting out of your comfort zone, it's a very interesting topic. Uh, I would guess that many professionals uh, are listening to this show and they need to deal with situations like that. So, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's really, I've, I've been there myself, you know, it's, I've been in business for a long, long time way longer than some people probably even realize. But, you know, I remember that. And I remember every time getting out of that comfort zone and also do this podcast, how many people I'm basically asking to get out of their comfort zone because we do have a lot of developers, individuals that aren't used to being on podcasts don't necessarily do this a lot or really want to do it a lot. So I fortunately we're able to pull them out of that comfort zone. And oftentimes they find they enjoy it. It's just, it's just stretching yourself. It's, it's a tough one. You know, how, how has, I mean, you're dealing with this. You probably sometimes directly and sometimes indirectly a lot because you're working with a lot of builders, a lot of developers. Um, What's your thoughts on it initially, just to get the conversation going even more? Yeah, I think so. So my background, I'm also a builder, you know, and I'm a coder, I'm a developer, I study computer science, and I love that. And, you know, being on this podcast, now it's maybe easier for me after I've done a bunch of those, but like my wife was, you know, laughing at me. Another <laughs> podcast, like what's happening with you, you know? <laughs> but I know that, you know, this is like the reason I'm, I'm better now, you know, I have a long way to go still is because I, I, I'm practicing, you know, uh, trying to do that, trying to do the best. The first ones that I've done uh, were not great, uh, but you get better as you go. And I think that, you know, from my observation, uh, working with many builders, we tend to stay in our zone of creation. Like this is, I think the, you know, the common dominator of, Product makers is we love to create product. We love to build more features. We love to satisfy our customers. All valid. And I think as a developer, it's really mind-blowing that you can write something and you create something, you know, out of writing. And you get people to use that and you get feedback. And it's like, it's amazing, you know. 
this is, you know, after getting to product market fit and, you know, your, your product is rolling already, you get some traction, at certain point, building features is just not enough. You have to do, you know, you, you have to shift your mindset and become more business oriented. And that's part of growth and getting out of your comfort zone. You know, if you are a graduate of computer science and all that you've been doing so far is coding in the basement, you know, suddenly, like we discussed before the call, right? Going to a WordCamp and starting conversations with random people that you never met before, it's insane. You know, mm -hmm. the only yeah. thing you want to go is jump back to your, you know, computer and get back to coding features because you're great at that, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that it's interesting because, and I've seen this uh, evolve over the years, and I've maybe evolve isn't the right word, but all the things that we have, the devices we have, allow us to escape that situation a lot. I, I've noticed that some people at conferences that maybe aren't particularly comfortable will take their phone, go over kind of against the wall. And I don't want to say act busy, but they start doing their thing on their phone because that is a great way for them to be distracted from all the craziness that's going around them. And possibly maybe nobody will approach them because somebody will think, oh, they're busy. You know, they might, and they might be truly busy, but there's these tools that help us so much, but also enable us to pull ourselves into our shell, even publicly. And that is, I mean, it's a great thing to have that, but it's its something that becomes an enabler too that allows you, oh, I'm going to go grab my laptop. I'm going to, and we all need that time. Sometimes we need to sit down and just, especially when we're at these in-person events, to uh, breathe, you know, take a few deep breaths, kind of not have to be on all the time. But, you know, it's also easy to sometimes use that as an escape tool because, like you said, it's going to a WordCamp for the very first time for somebody, and especially somebody that has spent a lot of time working with themselves on the computer, and they maybe talk to colleagues or team members or whatever and have these conversations. It's a lot different when you have all these strange faces looking at you and you think, oh, man what do I do, you know? Yeah, I think it's also, uh, you know, people who are doing it like for their first times, they get into this like social situation and they don't want to feel that they're alone, you know? And you have that, I mean, it's natural, you're getting into a room, let's say full of people to some party and you don't know anyone and if you don't have, in the beginning, if you're not used to it, I don't want to say you don't have the gut, but it does require some gut to go and start a conversation with someone. It feels a little like you're an outsider, you know? So it's, I would say, it's a way to run away from that awkward situation by showing, hey guys, I'm here, but I'm not talking with anyone because I'm busy right now, you know? So I'm running away to my phone, I'm reading emails, whatever, but down inside, I, I think that they do want to have those conversations. And I think, 
And I think that, you know, people don't realize that there are many others like themselves out there and people who go to WordCamps and go to those, you know, to the networking uh, circumstances, right? If you go to listen to, you know, a talk, then you go to listen to a talk. You're not going to network in that <laughs> talk. Yeah. Uh, but if you're outside in the hallway track, right, then you want to meet others. So, but the perception maybe is that, you know, people are busy and all of that. But I think that once you realize that whoever is there, they also waiting for someone, you know, they also don't necessarily have the gut to start a conversation. And actually by approaching someone, in some way you are doing them a favor, you know, by starting that conversation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, getting back to that whole comfort zone thing, it requires that initial engagement and requires some experience to know how to start that conversation. But the more you do that, it's just easier, you know, and the more people you get to know, then everything opens up. You know, now when I go to in the beginning, when I just kind of started to get involved in the work for secrecy, I didn't know anyone, right? So I had to kind of go and start those awkward conversations. Hey, my name is Vova, you know, who you are, what you do, where you're from, etc. But once you build some initial kind of network, um, it's much easier because you already have a base of people that you know, and they have their own network. So it's more natural because you can just go and start a conversation with someone that you already know who is already talking with someone new and then you can get introduced and it's like a whole, you know, cycle. Yeah, and I think it's something that for those of us, and, and you never really be to become totally comfortable. There's always going to be times you just, you know, I uh, I remember speaking at um, WordCamp Lisboa and I hadn't spoke at a WordCamp. I've spoke at them way in the past and I kind of took a retirement from them and they asked me to come back on and it had been because of COVID and other things, three, four years. And I, I was a little bit freaked out. I was like, wow, I got to get back up on stage. I mean, I'm, I can sit here and talk on the podcast. I can meet people and have wonderful conversations, but that was another whole thing. So I had to. That's a whole different level of getting outside of your comfort zone, you know? Yeah, that really is. And I kind of had gotten back into that comfort zone and I'm thinking, okay, now I got to get back up there on stage. But I think, like you said, also being somebody that helps others get out of that comfort zone, not just, you know, I mean, we're doing it by talking here, but also at the actual event. I remember a, um, I, I used to tell myself that I would always look for people that were kind of off to the sides and at least go over and introduce myself. And so I'd get the feel that if they really wanted to talk or if they kind of perked up and thought, wow, somebody actually wants to talk with me a little bit. And I would say, oh, is there anybody here you kind of know of, but don't know that I could introduce you to, I might know them and do those things. I remember way back many years ago, this was like before even WordPress, I was at a conference, a very tech-oriented, geeky conference that a guy named Chris Perello did over in the States. And he was kind of this big YouTube guy for the longest time. I, I don't know what he's doing these days, but he'd have these really geeky conferences. I went to the after party and there was a really young, young kid standing over by himself drinking a beer kind of in the shadows 
And I could tell he was just looking around, very nervous. So I thought I'd go over around and just talk to him a little bit. I said, hey, you know, how's it going? And we were, we got going, and he started opening up more and more. But the funny thing is, he said, you know, and this guy was young. He said, wow, it's kind of freaking me out, all these old people here. You know, <laughs> I had to laugh because I thought, I told him, well, you know, hey, I said, most of us won't bite. You know, we're we're pretty cool. So, you know, you can talk to us. But, you know, I got into a like a 20, 25-minute conversation with him. And once I showed some interest in what he was doing, because he was, like I said, very young, but very much doing a lot of cool stuff, he really perked up. And then I think I introduced him to somebody else and he got talking to somebody else. But it is, it's like you said, it's not that they hate being around people or they despise people or they want to avoid people. It's just breaking into it. And sometimes we get in our conversations with people we know at WordCamps and they can see these groups of everybody knowing each other. Hey, how's it going? And and that's another thing to try to bring somebody into those and they have the, the Pac-Man that they talk about that particular strategy. But it's something that, yeah, you just have to kind of keep yourself open to looking around and seeing if somebody's standing a little ways away and you can see they're kind of thinking, well, that looks like it'd be a fun group to join and, you know, invite them in. But it's sometimes we just get wrapped up in those things and we forget about that. And that's where, like you said, a lot of them think, oh, you know, I don't want to break into that group because they look like they all know each other. And are they going to look at me like, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. I think that, you know, when I go to conferences, I always try, because I was there, I was that guy on the side, right? So I'm always trying to be conscious about it. And whenever, you know, I'm speaking with a group of people, I'm trying to keep the circle open, you know, and keep like looking on others. And of course, if it's a private conversation, it's a private. Yeah. Right? But many of those hallways track conversations are you know, catch-ups, how's it going, selfies, here, that. It's like <laughs> more of that. So, like, there's no reason not to open up and let others to get into that circle because everyone eventually benefiting from that. You know, we are all there to go and expand our network. And I actually written an article a few years ago that I noticed that over the years, it's harder and harder for me to get to know new people in WordCamps. Because you all, even if you know 10% in an event of 2,000 people, it's 200 people. You can't really walk by without saying hello to a friend. And, you know, even if it's like five-minute conversation, you know, <laughs> all these five-minute conversations accumulate and it becomes harder and harder to build new relationships. And all this, exactly what you said, you know, the more you know, the more you are naturally in like friendlier kind of group of people, which makes it harder for others to break in. Mm -hmm. And that's true. I, I totally relate to that because at like WordCamp Europe, it's like, my God, there's too many people here I know, you know, so I'm trying to catch up with all of them. But the interesting thing was when I went to WordCamp um, Lisboa, which was in Lisbon, Portugal, there was a lot of people that, I mean, there were some people there I knew, but there were a lot of people I didn't know. It was a 
local community. That's great. And I got to meet a lot of new people that way too. It was it was wonderful. You know, the vendors even, a lot of the vendors I didn't know. So I was able to go up and talk with them, learn about what they do. Um, at the after party, I sat with some people. I never, I got to know some people that were very well-known and respected over in this side of the world that I absolutely had never met or heard of. And I walked away and thought, this is kind of what that smaller word camp brings to me is being around not everybody I know in the world, especially if it's in a new place that I had moved to. It gave me that opportunity to meet a lot of new people, which just I walked away thinking, wow, I've just made a whole bunch of new friends. Yep. Yep. As a builder or an agency managing multiple sites, check out Hostinger.com. Their infrastructure brings your client site speed, uptime, and security. Also, at your fingertips, you'll find a powerful suite of tools for security and performance, code and content management. Now add to that the ability to manage your WordPress website through WPCLI for control configuration and plugin updates. Enhanced WordPress acceleration powered by Lightspeed Enterprise, control over auto updates, free migrations, and of course, the essential staging sites. Through all of their services and features comes e-commerce optimization for your clients' woo shops. So when you think about it, overall, everything you need to keep your client sites running smooth can be found with their agency hosting at hostinger.com. Bob, when was the last time you got out of your comfort zone? You know, the last time, boy, you know, it's, um, I'm trying to think, man, I, I know there's got to be a time here that, you know, and I think speaking at a WordCamp again was kind of it because I did tell myself, and I, I, I retired not so much that I was tired of speaking at them, but I just thought, you know, there's a lot of people that want to speak at WordCamps and I'd been doing it for several years and I thought I don't need to be one of those people that just keep having to speak. So I, I stepped back and when I was asked to do it, and it was the end of the day session, so it was kind of a keynote type of session. It was like, I thought, whoa. You know, and I couldn't turn it down because the person that asked me to do it was a new friend, somebody I'd gotten to know as my new home country. And I thought, I've got to do this. I've got to make myself do it again. And and it was. It was getting, because I'd gotten pretty comfortable just going to word camps and doing my thing, you know talking to people, having conversations. I'd never had to think about that. And the entire day I had to think about, this is leading up to me having to get on that stage and... This is why I don't give talks at WordCamps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I really did have to, I kind of went, had I went back into a comfort zone that I did before and I had to step out of it again. And I enjoyed it. Once I got up there, I had a blast doing it. And that, that was great. But still, yeah. How about yourself? When was the last time you had to? Yeah, I think I, I did give uh, several talks in WordCamps. And like every time I go on stage is getting out of you know comfort zone. It is not coming natural to me. Uh, I have like a fear of crowd. And I need to practice a lot and prepare for the pitch. 
And like the reason I don't like to, I, I enjoy, you know, the process, but like if they position your time slot, like on the second day, like at the end, it can really <laughs> add stress for the entire conference, right? Because you want to get over with that and relax and do your thing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I felt that it requires like a lot of time from my end. And, you know, the, I don't know, I pause with that for a while. Um, I would say, you know, one thing that comes to my mind, I wasn't prepared. So it's just something that comes to my mind right now is um, the fact that I almost stopped coding. I feel that this is like giving up on my, you know, uh, lead of, development at Freemius to someone else. I, you know, I trust them and I feel they're great, but it was a big step for me. You know, for many years, I was the guy and I realized I I can't really grow the company uh, without step. I can't just be, you know, CTO, CEO, uh, product and a bunch of other things. I have to start pass over those responsibilities and I do need to find great people that I can trust them. Uh, but yeah, I feel that this was a big, you know, milestone for me. And I definitely see, you know, the the fruits of that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm happy I eventually done that. I still do some coding sometimes in a weekend, maybe <laughs> if I have time. <laughs> and that's interesting because, and you, you might, be in touch with this a bit more. I mean, we're talking about the comfort zone and we're talking about networking, that business part, but there's a business part and it's really two ways when you think about it. There's what you had to do was step out of a comfort zone and give it up kind of in the sense of you need somebody else to handle this for you to really be able to do what you need to be doing. So that's one part of it. And then there's others that maybe won't step out of their comfort zone because they're not growing their business enough and they're so, you know, and I I don't even know, you might be able to give a better example, but let's say you are doing a plugin and you just keep working on it and you keep doing it. A WooCommerce extension for the sake of the example. Yeah, WooCommerce. (laughs) Yeah, well, and you never, you're so into that and you keep adding things, but for you to step out of your comfort zone and keep growing your business, maybe you need to do another extension, or maybe it's a WordPress extension, but you're so comfortable working with that one you've worked with for so long that it's hard for you to step out of that comfort zone with you and your very close plug-in and start another whole project. So it seems like business-wise and growing your business, not only in the networking side of things, what you talked about, and that is really important too. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, I think in every angle of entrepreneurship, like you, you, you have, if you want to, I mean, you, you as the owner of the business, the product need to define where you want to grow because I did see, and I do think there are, you know, product creators they are really happy with their lifestyle business. They're happy with what they build. They're happy with their income. They don't want to, I mean, they would be happy if it will grow, but they don't mind if won't. You know, it's it's fine for them, and I think that's great. You know, it's really enjoyable life. 
from my perspective, this is my opinion. I think that you're missing out on like me personally, I'm trying to like grow as a human being, you know, and I know if I keep doing the same thing over and over, you know, I'm not growing. Um, so, so I, I think there is value to that, but if you do want to grow uh, your business as an entrepreneur, you have to reinvent yourself. You have to, you, you know, focus on many different things, wear different hats, decide. Like there are so many decisions and things that are happening all the time. Is you know, it's just mind blowing. You know, you have a business too. So, so I think definitely getting out of your comfort zone and you know, getting out of the code. And moving to marketing activities, hiring, recruitment, strategy, pricing, branding, million other things that they're there and potentially can make a bigger difference to what you're doing. Like I've seen so many times that developers, they're after the next feature or the next release or the next, you know, oh, I'm just rewriting, you know, from version 2.0 to 3.0. And when I get there, you know, I'm going to increase the prices and do this and that. And like, you know, what are you waiting for? You know, if that's what you need to do to move, you know, next, it's like you need some courage, you know, to do that. It's like, like we talked about it, right? I said guts, but you, you need some courage to get out of the comfort zone and make and change the status quo, you know, and changing the status quo means growth. It doesn't mean that it's going to work. And I think another trait as an entrepreneur, you have to welcome failures, you know, and embrace them. Because if you don't experiment, you don't fail. That's true. But you also don't succeed, right? Everyone say you have to take risks to to you know, to succeed, and the bigger risks you take, the the, the bigger potential um, you, you can get. So, um, so I think that, like, I would encourage you know listeners who are developers here and professionals to. I'm sure you you know you have something listed down on your notebook, right? Things oh, increase prices here. I don't know, move higher this, higher that, whatever, something. Actually set up those things on your calendar and start pushing those goals forward and not just having them as some to-dos without any, you know, timeline. Because if it's just there, it won't happen. You need to push things. And, you know, the, the faster you just do it, you know, the faster it will happen. I remember uh, when I was early on with Freemius, um, I was back then living in Brooklyn with my wife and our two cats. And like at a certain period, I, I had a chat with my friend who is also an entrepreneur. And he like, you know, you have to raise money, this and that. And I'm like, oh, raising money right now. I'm not sure if I want to do that. And I had a chat with my wife, you know, if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Literally after three days, I had a flight ticket to San Francisco. I stayed like three and a half weeks at my friend's house. And I was, you know, setting up meetings with investors and trying to raise money. That was very extreme, I must say. But this is how things work, you know. And I learned a lot from that process. You know, I didn't raise money, 
by the way, it was a lot of rejections, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the business, the value proposition, how to sell freemius to investors, what they're like, what is the VC's perspective on the WordPress ecosystem, because back then I was pitching, you know, the WordPress space. And um, so there are a lot of learnings, a lot of growth, but it was an experience and definitely a big push out of suddenly, you know, live for three and a half weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> With such a short notice. Uh, yeah, but it was cool. Yeah, and you were talking about you know, actually taking risk and failure and trying new things. It's a couple things come to mind. Um, my wife and I had a marketing business for like 17 years before I even got into WordPress. And when we got into WordPress, I had this idea, and this was probably, I would say around 2007, 2008, I decided I was going to build a membership site and membership sites were just kind of starting to take off. So I was designer by heart. I wasn't a developer. So I took, um, there was this theme way back then called Headway. It was like one of the first page builder kind of themes. And I took wish list and I spent like nine months building this marketing online coaching membership site. My wife and I were going to do it. She was on the writing side of the business and we launched in for about a month, we got a few people that joined it. And one day I looked at her and I said, do you really want to do this? And she said, not at all. <laughs> and we made that decision. We sent back the money that the few people had subscribed to it, said we've decided that we're not going to pursue this. We shut it down, flipped the switch. We just made that decision because it was like suddenly it hit us and we weren't going to sit there and just, be miserable and try to make it go because we found it really wasn't what we wanted to do, even though we invested all that time. So over the years, I, I learned to pivot a lot. I learned to drop things that just didn't work. I mean, sometimes I'll list with people the different things I've tried and they look at you and say, Oh, wow, you're doing really great. You know, well, I really dumped a lot of ideas and I really, you know, learned a lot over those years. And and it's true. I got out of uh, working with clients. I was doing design. I continued to do design in WordPress. And as I was doing other things like coaching and training, and I started loving that stuff more. And I thought, oh, man, this design stuff just, you know, I'm to the point where if somebody actually calls me about a job, a client, it's almost like I want to just say, go away. You know, I don't even want to do this, which was to the point where I thought this isn't really a good thing for myself or for the client if I'm coming in with that kind of attitude. So I did make the decision to just not do client work anymore. I just, it wasn't, you know, it was over a period of time. I had to have some things in order to do that. But I knew that, uh, like you said, sometimes you're in that comfort zone and it just brings on anxiety and you're thinking, oh, this is comfortable. I've been doing this a long time, but I really need to do something else. And making that change, like you said, if you have it written down and you've been looking at it day after day, it's like put it on the calendar or, or take some action and actually do it. Yeah, and if it's something big, then break it down to smaller milestones and start you know, mm -hmm. going, oh, yeah. working towards those milestones. It's funny, I, I read the tweet uh, uh, a few days ago that, 
says something like a 10 year overnight success, you know, that when you look from, <laughs> from the side, it looks, oh, you know, it's a, like a project that suddenly took off. Yeah, there was someone behind the scenes that was sweating for 10 years and, you know, failing a lot until it actually took off. Uh, another thing that I wanted to say about failures is, you know, it's hard to learn from success because there is a lot of luck in success. But with failures, usually it's easier to kind of pinpoint what you've done wrong. Uh, and I think that it's, you know, better, like you, you will get wiser to fail nine times and succeed once versus if you just succeed once. Because you get so much knowledge from those nine failures. And I think that, you know, this is kind of the attitude that I'm trying to, you know, foster uh, my team members to experiment and fail and that it's totally fine. And as long as we're learning from that, you know, you don't need to be dumb and keep doing the same yeah. mistakes. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can repeat the same mistakes twice. You know, if you do it a third time, then something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's interesting. I find that interesting that you said that about, you know, success and kind of the, you can attribute all these things to success. And you might say, well, I, you know, I'm successful because of this. And then 10 other people are looking and saying, well, that's why I failed. You know, so like you said, there's a bit of that luck because, because you did that thing maybe wasn't so much the reason for success. There was a little bit of luck wrapped in it. And you happened to do that when maybe five other, 10 other people did that. And they did not have that luck at the same time. And they strike it as a failure. Yeah, you know, you, you can be at the right time talking with the right person in, in the right place and something that someone else is working on, the same thing in the other side of the world, you know, they will fail and you'll succeed. And I, I have a mentor who is saying, you know, you need to stay in the way of luck. And it, it, it was uh, like... Uh, uh, the, the, and he is specifically referring to being in the Bay Area, you know, when things are happening, because that's where the right people, you know, when you like drop books or books or all these like companies, they are not the first ones that are doing that, but they were in the right place with the right people in the right ecosystem for them to succeed. Right. So they were standing in a way of luck. And I think it's definitely a good point to say. But anyway, yeah, failures are good. And we need to embrace them and learn from them. And that's how we grow. But we need to try. And when you were saying kind of at the right place, and it's also that right time, and I was just talking to somebody, and they said how they've learned over time that, you know, they may pursue something, ask somebody something, say, you know, try to build a partnership, do something, and it doesn't work or it doesn't connect right then, and they've come to accept that this isn't the right time, they may wrap back around to that three months later, a year later, and they're persistent enough, not annoying, but persistent enough to hit it finally at that right time where everybody is aligned and it's going to you know, actually happen. And I've had a couple of things that, you know, one big thing that I can't mention yet, but that was one of those right time type of things. It was just 
when I look at what I wanted to do and start looking at the landscape around it and what different people are doing and everything, it was like, wow, you know, I, I didn't necessarily think of all those things, but boy, I got lucky and just asked it at the right time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think another topic that is kind of related to that uh, is rejections. You know, uh, as an entrepreneur and when you're trying to get off the comfort zone and if we mix the failures in place, you're going to get a lot of rejections for whatever you're doing, whether it's, you know, starting a conversation with someone that maybe in that particular case and the event was really busy and wasn't just looking for their phone because they were actually busy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's okay, you know, like mm -hmm. th that that's part of the, I think there's a lot of like, commonality between being an entrepreneur and, you know, going to a party and, you know, starting conversation with, you know, daughter, whoever you like, whether it's male or female, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, right? Starting a conversation on that angle. So there's a lot of similarities because you're going to get a lot of rejections. And you have to keep trying and you have to keep learning, improving. And that's the way to succeed. Yeah. And often those rejections, in hindsight, sometimes when you look back at them, you think, boy, I'm glad it didn't happen. I mean, I've had several things in my past that I thought at the time was something I wanted to do. And then I was rejected or it didn't, you know, actually happen. A month later, I was thinking, boy, you know, where I'm at right now and how things are moving, I'm glad that didn't happen. You know, at the time you were maybe devastated, but now you're starting to think there was a reason maybe why it didn't happen. And it's keeping me moving in a direction that at a certain point is getting a lot better for yourself. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, we started with this like semi-psychological conversation <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that one thing that I learned and I feel that I, I will deduct that you learned that too, is that like people who you're meeting, networking with, whatever, they're looking for, uh, for other people, you know, and I think that being real and kind of doubling down on who you are and what is your personality, the more comfortable you will feel with yourself, the easier it will be to get out of the comfort zone. As long as you're open-minded, willing to learn, understand that there will be rejections and all of that. But I feel that many times people think that they need to wear some masks in social, you know, uh, occasions, or if we're having a podcast conversation right now, whatever it is, and when you're not yourself, it's more stressful because you need to play something. While where you're just being yourself, it's easy. You know, you know how to be yourself. You know how to. So I, I, I feel that you know through my personal journey as entrepreneur. Like the more I double down on Vova and being myself, it helped me. Mm -hmm. It made me like the number of rejections got down, you know? And even if there were rejections, like I, I accepted them like more easier because I understand that 
let's say in the social conversations, like I understand that I can't be friends or likable by everyone, you know, because I have my personality, like others have their own personality. And just like freemius, for the sake of the example, is not a product that is a good fit for everyone. I know that Vova as a person is not a good fit for everyone, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I know that well, yep. But that's totally fine. I mean, not about you, about myself. (laughs) No, I'm just saying in general, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm not trying to be friends or, you know, whatever with, with everyone, you know? I'm just, this is me. This is what you get. You like it or you don't like it. And that's fine, you know? Yeah, be yourself and it'll it'll or- organically work out what should happen should happen. So Yeah. Though that's that's a that's a great um great thought to close this out on. And I know we're gonna have more conversations. I just have a feeling this one's the <laughs> first of the the only one we will have. But um so before we head out, um first of all, where you know, if people want to they say, Wow, you know, I need to I need to connect with this guy. He sounds pretty cool. Uh, where where can they find you? Where's the best place for them to connect with you? So so if you find Vova is a good fit for you, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Vova Feldman uh, or on Threads right now. Right, the same thing. Or uh, I, I'm pretty easy to find. You know, whoever okay, want to cool. find me, I'm all over. Uh, yeah. Very cool. And for those of you out there, if you see either of us at a WordCamp, please come up and say hi. We we love meeting new people and having conversations. And as we both said, um, absolutely, get out of that comfort zone and come up and say hi. We're we're both pretty mellow guys, and we won't bite you or anything. Well, you know, and I'm sure we'll have a great time. So yeah, yeah. I really appreciate this. And yeah, it's we're definitely going to have to have you back, uh, have another conversation. But uh, um. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute joy. Thank you so much. Uh, It was my pleasure, Bob. Well, don't go away quite yet. Hope you enjoyed this chat I had with Vova. And if you are thinking of stepping out of your comfort zone and you're looking for opportunities, be like Vova. Consider joining me here on the Friday show. Just head to our site over at dothewoo.io and you'll find a place where you can submit your idea to me so we can have a conversation. And I'd like to thank again our sponsor, Hostinger. And just a note about our sponsor. I would suggest you follow them on LinkedIn as you will learn to discover the kind of impact they are having as a hosting company worldwide. It's pretty impressive and pretty cool. So, of course, you can learn more about Hostinger at hostinger.com. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.